0: This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, are you the type of person that likes to keep your bits and pieces all nice and clean for your significant other? Don't be one of those people that uses a razor. You could cut yourself, really hurt yourself. Don't use your face razor uh, down there because you put it up to your face. What's wrong with you? Go to smoothmyballs.com slash hay bartender podcast and pick yourself up the turf chopper today. If you use promo code... Hey Bartender Podcast, you get 15% off your entire order. That's right, get yourself a nice razor that is rechargeable, portable and water resistant. Keep yourself all nice and clean, especially during these hot summer days. You can keep yourself cool and maybe uh give off a different vibe when you uh have those really really fun nights. Go to smoothmyballs.com slash hey bartender podcast. Remember to use promo code Hey bartender podcast for 15% off your entire order. Laura Hope in the Arctones, would you please help me get started? Hey bartender, hey bartender. ask me a drink. Hello people, it is Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. You can call me Dude, or you can call me Anthony. I think we're all past that whole Dude thing. I really should get over that. Some people, I think it was the last girl I dated when I told her that my nickname was Dude. She just looked at me right in the eye and said, I can't call you that. How's everybody doing? This is the Wednesday Quick Shot episode. That's right, just a quick one and then we're going straight home. And uh, before we get things started, let us uh, let me start you off with a little card trick that I show everybody when I bartend. Now, you know, everybody pick a card, as I remember that this is an audio podcast and you can't see anything I'm doing. So, let's just get to the drink special for today. Now, this drink that I picked out uh, for today's special is from Wandering Barfly on Instagram. Now, the reason why I picked this is because it is... A pretty cool presentation, I and it caught my eye, and that's sometimes what you want to do when you're a bartender. You gotta, when you want to sell drinks, you gotta make the presentation really cool and make other people interested. Ooh, that looks good. Well, let me try that. This drink is called the Mystery Collins. Uh, it takes one and a half ounce butterfly pea flour infused rum, quarter ounce dry curacao, quarter ounce pineapple liqueur, one ounce lime juice half-ounce simple syrup topped with soda water, garnished with an orange peel. Now, I'm going to put a picture of this drink on my Instagram wallet because I'm going to give credit to Wandering Barfly. And the presentation, the color of it is really cool. And plus, the dude even cut the lime uh, peel into a lightning bolt. That's what caught my attention. Uh, you know, it was just, oh, that looks really neat. What, What is that? So thank you, Wandering Barfly, for letting me steal off your social media. Uh, you want to go check out, he, check out his profile? He's got a lot of really cool stuff on there. Well, people, it has been an interesting week for me. For those of you who don't know me, and I'm guessing most of you don't, uh, I had jury duty uh, this last week. And, you know, uh, getting the summons uh, is usually just the usual thing. I was just like, oh, God, this again. I've never been selected for an actual jury, but I have, you know, it is our civil duty to go in and report in and be available to be selected. Of course, if you don't go in, then you'll end up at the courthouse eventually, just not in the way you want. But the thing about jury duty is uh, one thing that I want all of you to remember. First thing, uh, this is not what I'm going to talk about in this podcast, but it's the first thing that I'm going to tell you. Uh, there was this one. Woman that was in uh, the big room where I was sitting, waiting to be see if I was going to be chosen, and they were picking out names for uh, uh for to go in for the jury. But the rest of us had to report in for a second day because of the new COVID thing. They, I mean, the last time before this last week, I reported for jury duty. They had us packed in there like cordwood, are just shoulder to shoulder, front to back. And just for us to stand there and wait for our name to be called, you know, basically stand in the courthouse for three hours to wait for our name to be called. And, uh, at one point this girl, they, uh, they told us, okay, we all have to be back on Monday. And this girl said, I can't be back on Monday because my boss at the restaurant I worked at, I work at is going to Costa Rica. And I, there's no other manager. I have to be there. And, the, uh, what do they call them? The court clerk. She told her, you know, it's the kind of the law that your work has to give you time off for jury duty. And it's also, believe it or not, a law that they have to pay you for the day that you go to jury duty. But if you work late at night, like it's going to matter. Cause I think everybody w- uh, was pretty much sent home by five or six or something like that. But yeah. Either way, keep that in mind. If you ever get called up for jury duty, it is the law. No matter what your boss says, no matter what, how much he kicks, screams, throws a tantrum, uh, tosses the flatware all over the floor, cries, uh, or gets into a corner and sucking his thumb, repeating pancakes over and over, there's nothing he can do. You have to report for ju- jury duty. Now, at one time uh, during this whole... Jury duty situation. I was selected to be what? What was the word they used? Wardered, vo, wardered, Uh to be selected for the final twelve. And so I went from one room to another room just to be, uh, you know, basically quizzed with uh, like seventy, uh, with like thirty other people. I don't know. And uh, they went over a handful of things. They weren't allowed at that point in time to talk about what the case was going to be. Uh, uh, Only the final 12 got to hear that. But they talked about a handful of things that used to stress me out when I was a bartender. And it cleared a few things up. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to help you guys out. Uh, For those of you listening who have ever thought about somebody picking a fight in a bar, let me tell, tell you a few of the things that I learned that might be... Uh, that might be the same thing in your courts, in your states, your countries, wherever you may be listening to this. or uh, And uh, it might you know, alleviate some pressure off of you. First of all, if somebody decides they want to try to pick a fight with you or try to at least get a rise out of you, until they touch you, there's nothing you can do. Words, sure, can hurt. But as long as they're words... There's nothing you can do. They can stand there, cuss you out and uh, oh, to their heart's content, but they are not a threat. That is the key word, people. Are they a threat? Absolutely not. They're just somebody who can't keep their mouth shut. So you, you can sit there and listen or you can argue back with them. That's your decision. Um, but until they actually pose a threat on you. Now, what is a threat? Is somebody just yelling at uh, just that yelling at you? That uh, service was terrible, or uh, or anything like that. Getting up into your personal space is that a threat? No, sure. Being in your personal space can be a little unnerving. Believe me, I know that. But uh, really, there's nothing that you can do other than just let them. Uh, let their let them say their piece. Eventually, they'll get bored and walk away. Sometimes, because eventually their throat's going to start hurting. And if you uh, can say the couple key phrases that will uh, diffuse them or make them upset and make them forget why am I yelling or uh, this is pointless, I should just go. Go with that, just, and just, and think nothing of it. As soon as they leave, you know, act like. You know, that was no big deal. Hey, you know, some people yell at me, no big deal. It's water off the back and, you know, maybe even yawn just to uh, act act like a real hot shot. uh, Just another day uh, at the restaurant, no big deal. Here's an example. Now, I was bartending one night. This was early in my career. Like, I'd, I'd been bartending for like two weeks, maybe. And I witnessed my first altercation. Now, the way this started was uh, two guys walked up to my bar. It's, this isn't a joke. This, uh, actually, two guys walked up to my bar. Uh, and they said, can I get two Coors Lights? And I noticed that we were really packed. People were getting past my bouncer. So I said, I'm going to need to see your IDs because they look kind of young. And then his buddy... Uh, All of a sudden stands up, rears his ugly ass face over my bar and says, I want a fucking beer. And I said, get the hell out of here. Uh, I'm not, I will not deal with uh, you guys tonight. Go. And uh, the other guy that uh, asked for two, asked for two beers that didn't uh, growl at me. He said, come on, buddy, let's go. Come on, come on. And tried to drag his friend out and they not, they uh, bumped into a couple people on their way out. And the growly guy decides to rip off his shirt and say, "Come on, yeah, let's do this." And his friend grabbed him by the arm and said, you know, "Come on, let's get get out of here. Come on." And uh, okay, the guy when he reared his uh, ugly face up over my bar was he a threat? No, there was the, there was a bar in the way. And uh, when he was being drugged out by his buddy, was he a threat to my customers? Okay he might have might have been but at that point no absolutely not all he did was take off his shirt and you know one of these days i'm going to figure out maybe it's because i'm ashamed of my body or something like that but why do guys automatically take off their shirts when they're about to fight but like i said up at that point he was no threat he was just a loudmouth idiot so you could call the cops on him because he might have uh, you might be a little concerned that he's drunk might hurt somebody on the way out, but really, there's nothing you can do other than that. Just remember, people, words are nothing, absolutely nothing. You can uh, you can take them to uh, you know They get stored in the back of your brain sometimes, and they get stuck there, and you kind of dwell on them for a little while. But they're just words. Most of the time, people don't even remember they say them after they say them, and that's that's just the thing. The only uh, problem is that sometimes they say something that's a little hurtful and then that kind of dwells on us for a little while. Sure, we all have that moment. You get that one Karen or uh, the male equivalent of Karen. Is it Chad? I don't know. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, they say that one thing that just gnaws at you for oh, a couple days, a week, whatever. And, but they're just words. Just leave it alone. And you know, go on with your day, put a smile on your face, and you know, talk talk with your friends. Everything will be just fine, I swear. But let's talk about the way that a person would be a threat. Now, if going back to just when there's a yelling match going on, uh, if the person gets in your personal space and decides to poke their finger in your chest or push you or, or physically touch you in any way whatsoever they can be considered right then and there a threat and then once they touch you it's all over you you can do whatever you want uh if you're you know into martial arts or something like that do something to them um, uh, i don't suggest it but uh you know if they're starting to be physical with you that uh leaves it open pretty much for you to, to fight back i don't think you should But if it comes down to it in the last few seconds and you think that's the only way that you're going to get out of this, sure, yeah, go for it. I mean, there's a lot of you people out there that are probably thinking, I can get out of any situation with just talking. Sometimes you can get out of a situation with just talking, but the problem sometimes happens when the other person isn't listening. Now, I'm just giving you a few helpful hints law-wise on how to protect yourself. Because once that person touches you, it's game on. That technically, even a tap on the rib cage is assault, and so you can you can sue the person for that. You can fight back as long as you don't really inflict extreme harm onto them. You can, I mean, I, and I do mean extreme harm. Uh, you can sit there and say they assaulted you first, and get your uh, get your customers and bar staff to back you up on it because you're going to need backup. Trust me. What was that one video I saw of a, a police officer arresting somebody and, uh, and everybody and their brother was standing around him with their cell phones out filming it and uh, screaming that it's not fair, he didn't do anything, this, that, and the other thing. And then all of a sudden this one woman jumps out and shoves the police officer and the police officer delivers a perfect haymaker to that woman's face and puts her in the car too. Now everybody sat back and uh, had their own opinion on, uh, you know, maybe the cops shouldn't have done that. Uh, That that was unfair. He only did it because of this. He only did it because of that. Uh, Every single person that was standing around there had video proof that she touched the uh, touched and shoved the police officer first. And that left it open for him. Of course that, story, I that's a subject that I don't ever really want to get into too deeply just because it's a touchy subject, but it that technically is the truth if you really think about it. But uh, now I'm not saying you start learning how to throw haymakers or something like that because you don't want to put yourself in any more danger than you're already in by this point if the person decides to shove you, if the person pokes you, or maybe even tries to uh, take a swing at you. I'm just saying that that is, he, uh, he started it. And, uh, when it comes, when it comes down to it in the court of law, at least where I'm from, uh, that's all you need. As long as you have, uh, proof or witnesses that will attest to you were provoked, you were, uh, you were shoved first. Of course, maybe you're one of those lucky people that would get shoved and then your uh, bar customers all jump in, and uh, uh, you pro- you start thinking, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then all of a sudden, all your bar customers help uh, you know take care of that customer for you. You got to calm that down because you uh, you'll end up eighty six in your whole bar. I mean, like here's another ex- uh, example that I've talked about before: uh, two guys shooting pool, and uh, they weren't getting along. And I kept trying to separate them from shooting pool together because they were, uh, you know, getting in each other's faces. I truthfully should have sent uh, one of the guys home right then and there. But nothing had happened quite yet until uh, they were both staring each other down. And the guy that I actually liked started punching on the little kid. I had to jump out there and separate him threw the kid off into the corner. And then I stared at the guy that was probably a lot stronger than me. And he, right before he was about to do something, he all of a sudden got a face in it that said, I just fucked up. Now I had to 86 them both. Uh, actually there were three, three men involved. Uh, I had to 86, all three. And you, you guys know the story where, uh, my server at the time, she, uh, completely disagreed it wasn't his fault uh he was being provoked okay he was he was being provoked but he didn't have to throw a punch so he uh he all uh, the the kid he punched and he that that guy both went to jail that night at least they both went in went away in a cop car and uh, that was tough for me to do because the guy was a long-time customer. He followed me over from another bar. And uh, I said, List, I told my server, listen, they got in a fight over the pool table. There is a sign that's posted next to the pool table. If there is a problem at the pool table or disagreement on a shot, pick a number between 85 and 87. They had to be 86 for good. And, you know, she... She got mad at me. She told me that she was going to uh, go over my head and talk to the bar manager or bar owner at the time and uh, tell tell them what happened. But luckily, the bar owner agreed with me. He's just like, yeah, that's the rule. There's a reason why that sign's there. You made the right decision. So, yeah, made me feel good. Now, the absolute worst situation that you could get into. Weapons. Now, this is after words have been exchanged. Uh, The not necessarily fighting has happened. But let's say one of your customers decides to reach in their pocket and pull out a knife. Now, pulling out the knife is uh, is a sign of aggression, yes. But if they're 20 feet away from you, there's not a lot they can do if they're directed uh, completely at you. Now, I'm saying... This is just between you and that one customer with the knife. I'm not saying anybody else is involved. This is just between you and them. If they're on the other side of the bar or maybe 20 feet away from you, really, they're not a threat unless they're Jason Statham in uh, the Expendables. Of course, some of you will probably say, well, what if he is like Jason Statham in the Expendables? I can throw a knife and make it stick wherever, uh, whenever I want. Okay, the odds of that are actually fairly low. And most of the time when somebody pulls out a pocket knife, you know, three-inch blade, five-inch blade, whatever, odds are they're not uh, Jason Statham. But they just decided to pull out a weapon, you know, uh, show some intimidation. Okay, if you're not on the phone with the cops now, you really should be. Or at least have one of your servers or your cook or whoever whoever you work with, uh, somebody else, call the cops. Because this guy... Technically, he could be a threat. It's a possible threat. Now, being 20, 30 feet away, no. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you have a knife. There's not much you can do. But if he's close to you, then you have the right to protect yourself. Because at, uh, at close range, I'm saying arm's length. The only time, really, somebody is a threat with a knife is when they're at arm's length. And... Uh, and that doesn't mean you should grab weapons yourself. You, you gotta uh, calm the situation down. You gotta, uh, you gotta try to figure out what can I do to protect myself and my customers around me? Cause you know, if a customer tries to jump them, the customer runs the risk of getting stabbed and you don't want that to happen because then you'll, uh, have the police all over the place and all that stuff. You, uh, you gotta find a way to make sure that the cops are called and there before it escalates beyond pulling a knife out. Now, just showing the knife, okay, that's uh, not technically a threat according to law. If they point it at you or uh, swing it at you, that is a threat. Of course, some people would would say, well, what if they uh, point it at me or swing it at me and it gets me? Well, that's where you, you know, if you, any of you servers or bartenders, run into any kind of problem with a, when a person pulls out a weapon, such as a knife, get behind the bar. That is the ultimate safest place that you can be, and uh, and still the you know because it would take a while for him to uh, get behind the bar, and there's a phone back there. Majority of the time, am I right? But the most that the guy with the knife is going to get at that point is intent. So uh, now you're sitting back. uh, Some of you people are probably sitting back. Well, what if he's got a gun? Cops should be called immediately. You know, hopefully that you get one of your servers that is able to or one of your servers, your bartender, your cook sees the situation and knows just pick up the phone and call the cops. And because, you know, maybe the guys drunk or something like that. If it, if the guy walks into the bar and points a gun at you and says, give me all your money, just give them all the fucking money. Your bar's is insured. But if the guy has the intent of hurting you or somebody in your bar and they have a gun in your, ha- their hand. uh, Now, uh, th- this is part of the area that I didn't quite understand. If the gun's not pointed at somebody, they're just showing it off. You need to call the cops because you don't know what he's going to do with it. If it's pointing at somebody, yes, you need to call the cops. So, Or somebody uh, needs to call the cops immediately because it can escalate quickly. So, Because so, you want everybody, all your customers, to feel safe uh, or at least be safe. Everybody gets to go home the same way they came to work. That is the name of the game. Nobody wants to... Nobody wants to get stabbed. Nobody wants to get shot. Nobody wants to go home with a black eye, and you know, just go home, shake it off. You maybe need uh, need to talk to somebody a little bit about it when something something escalates that high. But you uh, remember, uh, you can, if you can't shake it off, go talk to somebody. You know, find yourself a psych psychi- psychologist or a close family member or close friend and sit and talk about it for a little while because that's the most important thing you got to do in order to get us out of situations like that. But my all-time favorite thing that they talked about during, uh, during the water uh, thing of jury duty, the thing that has stressed me out uh, for a very long time, pre-Karen... And but it's become more popular as the whole Karen thing has. Is if somebody is starts pushing you around and you decide to fight back, or you call the cops on them, or you know uh, because they're doing something that could uh, you think could possibly put you or somebody else in danger in your bar, the phrase "I was just joking around" is not a very good legal defense. In fact, it sucks. Don't use it. Uh, Or, you know, if somebody, because it used to stress me out. Uh, It's like, you know, you get these guys that kind of, you know, step up to you, stand tall, you know, got their guts sucked in, chest pumped out. And then, you know, something happens. And then they go, hey, I was just joking around. No, that is not a legal defense. That will not be accepted in any court hearing. At whatsoever, that's what the lawyer said when I was during doing jury duty this week. Because I think about it all the time. It, You know, what if I misread the situation? The guy's, he's kind of picking on me or uh, something like that. And uh, finally, he does something where all of a sudden I'm like, okay, my turn. And then I, uh, this, it's like uh, fourth grade. Uh, you know, when uh, the, some guy... Your the upperclassman starts bullying you a little bit, and you decide to fight back, and he ends up with a fat lip, and uh, go he run goes running to the teacher, running to his mom, the principal, whatever, and they said, "I was just joking around, he didn't have to hit me," and that I guess is not a uh, strong defense in court, because bullying and all of that sort of thing, that's not a joking matter. And it really, uh, can make things escalate to a place where you really don't want it. And you see, let's say you see two customers and one guy decides to push the other one around and the other, uh, other one throws a haymaker and you 86 them both. And they want the one that, uh, was just pushing people around and say, Hey man, he hit me. Well, I just saw you pushing him and I was just joking around. doesn't matter. You know, fuck them both. Get them out of your bar. Call the cops. Whatever you want to do. Because bottom line, it's to keep you safe and out of the hospital and out of jail. Because if all the person doing is just yelling at you, and you just uh, decide to throw a punch. That's assault on you. If uh, they uh, th- uh, throw a punch at you, that's assault on them. How you decide to retaliate is bait should be based on your livelihood, your protection, and uh, just looking out for yourself and your coworkers. If any of you decides to uh, that you need to carry some kind of weapon while you're at work, I suggest you be very careful with it because it is your responsibility to make sure that you use that in the right way. And the way to uh, make sure that you use it in the right way, get online and start uh, researching things about protecting yourself. Some of you have pepper spray. Okay, that's fine. Uh, some of you might carry a knife. That can be a little uh, little dangerous. Uh, some of you carry a gun. That can also be extremely dangerous. But you got to know uh, based on like concealed, like look up the concealed hand, uh, handgun license class you don't you can just take the class you don't have to uh get your license but they will give you all the information you need on how to protect yourself because sometimes some of us we walk home or we walk outside the bar and all of a sudden this shadow comes up behind us and if we you pull out a weapon immediately and all the person all the person wanted to know is where the bus stop was at that can be really bad for you that is uh, because you pulled a weapon on some innocent bystander. And, uh, you know, just make sure that you uh, you know the laws. What I've told you is a brief summary of w- only what I know. And that may be only a couple percent of it. I'm just, just the tip of the sword. Uh, maybe I shouldn't use sword when it comes to self-defense. Um, hey, does anybody... Uh, that listens to this podcast. This is a funny law that I found out um, a couple of years ago about Texas. Any of you know that it is legally legal to open carry a sword in Texas? Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, I could walk around town with a broadsword on my back, and you know, all the you know, it, as long as I don't all of a sudden go into Highlander mode, there can be only one. Uh, you know, it's all good you know you can carry a sword and you know somebody says what's with the sword you can say oh it's a keychain bottom line here is people i want you to know the laws i want you to protect yourselves i want you to look out for each other and the best way to get out of a situation is just call the cops if you see that there's a problem rising it hasn't escalated to the point yet. You maybe voices are going up, uh, one person swearing a little bit too hard when they miss their pool shot. You can call the non-emergency line and get the cops in there, and they'll just do a walk around. You can ask them easily. You just and they'll call up the non-emergency line and say, "Hey, can I get a walk around?" And they'll send somebody, and they'll just show their face, show their and show their badge. It will de-escalate everything extremely quickly. However, if it's escalated to a point where violence ensues, which I hope uh, you guys spot it before it happens, call the emergency number, 911 in America. Uh, Other countries, I don't know what, uh, England. I think I saw in a Doctor Who episode recently. It was 999. Hey, since I mentioned England and Doctor Who, hey, Adam Hall, do you still listen to this podcast? Uh, I don't remember if your uh, wife had her baby or not. Drop me a message uh, sometime and let me know how things are going. Well, everybody, it is last call. Last call for alcohol to come on up to the bar uh, because I'm about to close up shop here. Uh, Hey, if you guys want to follow me on uh, social media at both Facebook and Instagram, it is at HeyBartenderPodcast. I'm also on TikTok at HeyBartenderPodcast, but you won't catch me doing any of the trends. But Either way, out of all those social medias, pick one, and that's uh, the greatest way for you to find out when new episodes air. So remember to follow me on social media. Remember to visit www.HeyBartenderPodcast.com. There you can listen to new or previous episodes, and, hey, you can pick up some Hey Bartender Podcast swag. Uh, Got t-shirts, got mostly t-shirts, other things, and, uh, you know, uh, everything supports the podcast. And you know what? I really want to get out and travel around and meet some of you people. It would be so much fun for me. So, you know, buy a t-shirt, support a podcast. That's all I ask. Remember to share, like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. I would greatly appreciate that. Tell your friends, tell your family. Hey, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, if you want me to just share your story online, if you want want to be on the show, if you're a musician and want your music to have a little bit of airplay through podcast, just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. The whole point of this show is to help support you guys, the restaurant workers. Maybe some people that uh, aren't restaurant workers might take a listen to this just for fun and uh, decide, hey, you know what? I am a shitty tipper. Or, man, was I mean to that waitress the other day. You know, it... But it's mostly for us bartenders, servers, cooks, whatever, to sit back and and share stories, and you know, kind of enlighten each other somewhat. You know, because every once in a while, I'm sure I get a guest on this show where you sit back and think, you know what? I never thought of it that way. So, give me a uh, send me a message, dude, at Hey Bartender Podcast or DM me through the social medias. I'd love to hear from any one of you. Thank you again, Wandering Barfly, for letting me—oh, well, letting me steal your uh, cocktail off your Instagram page. Remember, if you want to go check him out, it's Wandering Barfly on Instagram. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm gonna shut down here and go watch a David David Tennant episode of Doctor Who. You know what? I I really like David Tennant as the Doctor. I I don't care what anybody thinks. Everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has their favorite Doctor. And truthfully, up until David Tennant, uh, it was Tom Baker. Tom Baker's still really up there, but I really like David Tennant. That being said, thank you for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast, and I would wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's Let's Go? I just got hit!